This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with Festus shares with Agrippa, Paul brought before Agrippa, Paul's defense before Agrippa, Paul's conversion yet again, and not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. reading from Zechariah chapter 8. Thus says the Lord of hosts, let your hands be strong, you who in these days have been hearing these words from the mouth of the prophets who were present on the day that the foundation of the house of the Lord of hosts was laid, that the temple might be built. For behold, those days there was no wage for man or any wage for beast, neither was there any safety 
from the foe for him who went out or came in, for I set every man against his neighbor. But now I will not deal with the remnant of this people as in the former days, declares the Lord of hosts, for there shall be a sowing of peace. The vine shall give its fruit, and the ground shall give its produce, and the heavens shall give their due, and I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these things. And as you have been a byword of cursing among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so will I save you, and you shall be a blessing. Fear not, but let your hands be strong. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the of your house, and the place where your glory dwells. We pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. God's word for us today is taken from Zechariah where we read, get to work, don't panic. That's God's word for us this morning. And yes, that is the RSV, the infamous Ryan Standard Version. I cannot help to be a bit of a grouch sometimes. Boomer, that millennial, this. Gen Z, what shall we do about them? Everybody keeps talking. Oh, what about them? What about them? And as the second youngest faculty member, for those of you keeping score at home, that means the faculty is just really old, is that I'm part of that generation that only gets a lousy letter, a placeholder, for crying out loud. They call us Generation X. And while my grandpa, who's now 96, is part of that silent generation, he and I have a lot in common. Nobody cares. And instead, we have a simple motto. Stop your whining, get to work. Okay, that's a bit on the grouchy side, perhaps. But what I love with the fact is Zechariah must have been part of my generation. Yes, I know, you can do the dates later. But if you look at what he's preaching here, it's a pretty powerful message. He takes a look back at how things haven't gone well. He takes a look back and says, remember how those prophets were talking to you and you ignored them. Remember how the prophets talked to you again and again 
telling you what your vocation was. Here's what you need to be doing. Get the temple back. Once again, be God's people, a light to the Gentiles. And instead, what happens? They can't get to work. I love Zechariah. They forget their work because they look around at what's going on around them. They come back post-exile, and yes, we don't talk much post-exile, because frankly, nobody cares about Haggai, and Zechariah is kind of a weird book, is in this post-exilic period, all of these expectations, whether reading of the great return from exile of Isaiah 35, the truth is, they're profoundly disappointed. Oh, we thought we'd come back and be in charge. We would be that glorious nation. And instead, they're Yahud of the Persian Empire, which is the Palestinian equivalent of Tatooine, that backwater place where nobody cares. And on top of it, forget about lions and tigers and bears, oh my, it's enemies, enemies. And instead of doing their vocation, they became profoundly afraid. They look at all the threats. They grieve how they used to be in charge. They used to be a prominent people. But like any memory of the good old days, they're somewhat delusional. But they say, look, we used to be the ones. And instead, we don't matter. All we can do is hang on, close our doors, and succumb to fear. Fear is a dangerous thing. Get to work, Zechariah calls them. But better yet, don't panic. Let's not kid ourselves. We aren't at a graduate school at Concordia Theological Seminary. Sorry, admissions counselors, about that. Instead, here at Concordia Theological Seminary, we are the epitome of a vocational school. We are a school that trains you to be sound in doctrine and also carriers of a message of hope to a world that desperately needs it. That, after all, is your vocation here. But a problem happens. Forget about being Persian Yehud. The world seems to be out to get us. Oh no, what's going to happen? What about this? What about that? And let's not kid ourselves. The enemies are real. But we run into a problem. The problem is when that becomes what we focus on. The people in Zechariah's day focused on their opposition and that gave them their identity. And because of that, they made really bad theological choices. Enter into the Pharisees, and what do we see? A panicked people who've lost all hope of the gospel. Think about how fear works in our community here at Concordia Theological Seminary. Think about how often we focus on the opposition so much so that we forget the hope. 
And it's into a fear-filled world that Jesus says, don't be afraid. Take a look with me again at hymn 566 that we sang just a few moments ago. In particular, take a look at with me at verse 5. And yes, Cantor, whoever, whichever one of you picked it out, excellent choice. Take a look at what verse 5 says to us in terms of fear. The hymn writer writes, By grace to timid hearts that tremble, in tribulation's furnace tried, by grace in spite of fear and trouble, the Father's heart is open wide. Where could I help and strength secure if grace were not my anchor sure? Fear causes us to make bad theological choices. We grasp at what seems so certain, whether a blog or a cool idea. And in the process, we turn our neighbor into our enemy, and we forget about the hope that we have. Jesus says to you, don't be afraid. And when Jesus says to you not to be afraid, it's a lot different when I say to you, don't panic. Because Jesus, after all, is the one who spoke creation into existence. And when he says, don't be afraid, he drives out your fear. He drives out your fear by saying to you, you are my child, and I will never let you go. You've been baptized into, you've been baptized. I have named you, you are mine. He says to you, don't be afraid because we are Easter people after all. Don't be afraid because Jesus is the one who has already won the victory. And in the midst of all that happens, we are the ones who have been given this message of hope to a world that profoundly needs it. After all, that's what our vocation is here, to be rooted in doctrine, to proclaim this message of hope, a message of hope rooted in what Jesus has done for you and what he's done for your neighbor. Oh, to be sure, I will always be a grouchy Gen Xer. Again, as the second youngest faculty member, I have to do what I can. And yes, the motto, stop your whining and get to work. A few of you probably have even heard in my class for that matter. But it's to us that Zechariah says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid because Jesus has won the victory. Jesus loves you. Jesus forgives you even when you go every which way. Do not be afraid. Jesus has called you his own. And because of what Jesus has done, because of the profound love and forgiveness, continue to be that light to the Gentiles, that message of hope. In Jesus' name, amen.
hear my prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, you gave your Son into the hands of sinful men who killed him. Forgive us when we reject your unfailing love and grant us the fullness of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Almighty God, your Son Jesus Christ gave to his holy apostles many excellent gifts and commanded them earnestly to feed his flock. Make all pastors diligent to preach your holy word and the people obedient to follow it, that together they may receive the crown of everlasting glory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all.